Welcome to the Great American Collectibles Show, heard Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on PSA.com and the PSA Facebook page. The Great American Collectibles Show is brought to you by PSA and the National Sports Collectors Convention. Tonight's headlines are brought to you by Sports Collectors Daily. For all of your hobby news, features, and more, visit sportscollectorsdaily.com. And now, your hosts, Tom Zappala and John Mallory. JM, how you doing, brother? <laughs> What's up, buddy? How are you? JM, I got to tell you. Yeah. Well, by the way, to our viewers and listeners, JM is uh, working remotely. I'm in Florida. He's up in Massachusetts. Uh, the studio is suited. There's a blizzard going on. So you're working out of the house, JM, right? I am. I, you know, I could have made it out, but then I would have gotten cold. And, and you know, Chrissy and Dave, they probably, they live much further away than I do, most likely, and they're in studio. So, well, I got to tell you something. I'm just not. It's, I'm not in the mood to tough it out today. Yeah, it's cold. It's cold. It's actually, it's actually quite. It's quite cold down here. It just went down to 78. Uh, yeah, but yeah, other than I that, I feel for you, buddy. I do. Yeah, Jam, I love all the luck. Before we get, before we we bring Joe in, Joe Drellick, I, I I love your retro wall. I love the paneling. 19 what? Circa 61, 62. I would say no. Actually, I think this actually went in like around 1980 something, late 80s. Yeah. So yeah. that's by yeah. design then. Yeah. Um, but this is like a retro room. There's, there's Frank and Dean right there. I've got all different kinds of pictures and little entertainment artifacts in the room. Collectibles. You know, it fits. It's a collectible show, right? Good for you. Good for you. All right. <laughs> listen, uh, let's bring in Joe and then I'll do the headline. Uh, good friend, uh, CSA, Philly maybe some other shows down the road our good friend joe drellick how are you joe i'm doing well fellas how are you guys doing hey, nice joe. John. i like the fur like the fur like yeah, the moss. Nice. very yeah, nice ab absolutely might, might change good. here soon but uh yeah definitely grew for the winter you know doing a little skiing so keep the keep the face warm good you for know? you yeah, yeah. <laughs> i listen uh, before we talk to joe our headline brought to us by our good friend rich miller and the great staff at sports collectors daily Collector Holdings and Veris Residential Inc., owner of an office complex in Jersey City, New Jersey, have signed a long-term lease for, lease for approximately 130,000 square feet of office space there. The new facility is aimed at expanding PSA's authentication and grading services of trading cards, tickets, autographs, and other items. Collectors Holdings says PSA is Harborside 3 space. It'll serve as a robust, efficient grading operation, helping the company to expand and improve upon its authentication and grading services of trading cards, tickets, autographs, and more as quickly as possible. The East Coast location will also include administrative and executive offices, and will serve as a complement to the company's longstanding headquarters in Santa Ana, California. If you want to read the rest of the article and get hobby news 24-7, just go to sportscollectorsdaily.com. That's pretty cool, huh? Don't you think it's great, Well, Joe, you know that what? Um, you've talked about that for a while, Zap, about them having an East Coast physical presence, presence right? We talked about that going back months. Now, Joe, uh, is that going to help you? Does it help Listen, you guys at all? I, I feel like I should applaud because this is something that, you know, our East Coasters have been, you know, advocating for for such a long time. And, you know, granted, PSA has had an office here for, you know, the autograph uh, component where you could actually drop off trading cards. So it has been nice. It's in Woodbridge. I've been there many times. But yes, to circle back to your question, um, will it help us? 
not really sure, you know, uh, from a from a trade show perspective, but from a hobby, which is what I truly care about, absolutely, no good, doubt about good. it. You know, it's absolutely going to be a great thing. So Joe Drellick is with us uh, in a few minutes. We'll be bringing on John Tobby, the Batman PSA authenticator. With the uh, he's got some good news regarding PSA. And then at the end, the last couple of minutes, we're going to bring in Ryan Green. Ryan is the new IT guru. Uh, and social media guy for PSA. And Ryan and our good friend Steve Sloan have a podcast uh, that they've just started, uh, a weekly podcast, 30 minutes, that we're going to be talking about. But, you know, uh, uh, Joe, before we get into, you know, what's some of the great stuff you're doing, JM, myself, and Rico have been lobbying PSA to open up a grading facility right at Fenway Park, and we got nixed. We got nixed. I just <laughs> disappointing, but that's okay. Jersey City is the next. I guess that's the next best location. Sorry. By the way, yeah. beautiful, beautiful <laughs> facility. All right, Joe, you've got all kinds of stuff going on. What shows are going on, and when? Sure, sure. So you know, obviously, right now we're we're heading into the home stretch here for the Philly show. Uh, that'll be coming up uh, at the Valley Forge Casino next week. Uh, March 4th, 5th, and 6th. Uh, again, it's a staple uh, show three times a year for us. Uh, you know, I, when I get to come on with you guys, I always like to say it's it's the oldest show in the country. Yeah. You know, there's there's been a, 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 a influx of many, many shows across the country, um, but nobody started in 1975. <laughs> so the Philly show, <laughs> Philly show is the card show, you know, and, and, and props to, to all the great things that are happening with, with trade shows. Um, which is very exciting. Um, you know, we're, we're um, you know, taking the lead from some, some of the great new ideas that are being implemented by uh, some of the new uh, shows popping up all over the country. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're excited about the uh, complete sellout again. I think it's our 13th or 14th show in a row with a complete sellout. We've sold uh, so much space that we've had to retransition our merchandise booth out into the lobby <laughs> as it was when you guys came down last Well, you know, week. I'll tell you something, Joe, honestly, yeah. uh, we get, on this show, uh, there's a bunch of East Coast guys that absolutely love the Philly show. I mean, they all say next to the national, this is their favorite show. So that's a yeah, compliment to you. It's 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 a it's a card show, man. It's a it's an old school card show, and, and yeah. a lot of the new generation guys that are that are carrying the new product and the high end product have have integrated in as well. We've we've made space for them as well. And um, it's been a nice blend. You know, I've heard a lot of good compliments that the new card guys, I think, were a little overwhelmed because of the vast amount of vintage there. Um, but but they've made their own niche and, they, and they've grown the space that we've made available and they've filled it. You know, that that whole new section of our, our show that we opened up um, has become newer card guys. So there's there's a really nice uh, crossover of, of modern vintage and then the traditional you know, classic memorabilia that's there, you know, John Tobby speaking to John, John's been a vendor at the Philly show for yep. decades, you know, and, and John's a great, great guy. I respect Wonderful John guy. We love so. John. As yeah. a matter of fact, JM, you know, hopefully if we get the invite hint, hint, uh, we'd love to, uh, <laughs> John and I would love to go down again with Ellen and uh, actually what we were at the September show, right? Uh, yeah, you came to the King of Prussia, yeah, September. Right. Joe, yeah. this yep. is perfect timing because the yep. new book will the new book will have been launched. Yeah, absolutely. At the national. So, yeah. Yeah, Johnny, we can go down there do we a were, book signing. We were talking the about this before the show, Zap, and I, I mentioned it to you, Joe. And first of all, you may have the oldest show, but with Zap, we have the oldest host in the country. So, <laughs> well, what, so that's what good, a perfect compliment. Know? Also, I have to say, I have kind of a busy photo background. Zap has our our logo there. 
Joe has one photo of Michael Jack Schmidt behind him, and that's that's perfectly enough when it's Mike Schmidt. I, I love that. I absolutely love yep. it. But, you know, I was talking to Joe about it was my first time at the Philly show last September, and maybe it was because we were all kind of coming out of and still in a little bit of COVID, but I've been to a lot of shows. The vibe at that show. It's cool. Was Very cool. Unbelievable. I mean, the, the enthusiasm of the participants, people involved, yourself, you're running around crazy there. Um <laughs> I'm guessing you're hoping that continues. Can you just talk about that? It just seemed like everyone was just so thrilled to be back out. And the dealers, I think, were so thrilled to be out there. And the vendors having face-to-face contact with the audience. We got about yeah. a minute and a half, Joe. Yeah, we, we, we've we uh, we've really tried to, to grow the show organically. Um, you know, just uh, uh, really, really concentrated on picking up customers every which way possible. Our vendors have been tremendously supportive in reaching out through their social media um, and connecting people and letting them know where they're going to be. And we've just seen such steady growth uh, with the show, uh, both uh, brand new collectors, um, collectors coming back into the hobby, um, guys that have, have um, you know, like I said, collected for decades and maybe left for a little while. So we're excited about uh, continual growth um, with our attendance. I mean, it's it's been trajecting uh, up for since, you know, COVID. And obviously there was a, you know, a, a everybody was looking to get out of the house. So there were shows right. popping up all over the country awesome. and people were, but you know, it, it sort of was the perfect storm too um, with the hobby and the hobby, I don't think has ever been more exciting with NFTs and all different ways to, uh, you know, come into the hobby sports related. I mean, sports is, is, is a dominant uh, collectability, you know, collecting, collecting, but sports seems to find a way to, to lead the way with collecting. So I think our show is going to just uh, continue to grow. I'm excited about things, uh, you know, for the future for us, which will um, be unveiling as 2022 uh, goes forward. So. And quickly, Joe, the CSA show. Yeah. CSA will be followed up uh, April one, two, three. Um, we just announced our guest lineup there. Um, we also have some exciting things. I'm happy to come back on um, to announce. We, we've converted that show from a traditional eight foot table style show um, to a booth style like the national, like the Philly show where Very it's cool. 10 by 10, 10 by 15, 10 by 20 booths. Um, so, you know, we've got a lot of good things going on in, in uh, Chantilly as well. For more information, people can go to. We're going to go to phillyshow.com for this weekend, www.phillyshow.com. And then for CSA, it's www.csashows.com. All right, sir. We love you. And we'll talk to you down the road. Yep. Same, same to you guys. Much love to you guys. Stay safe and uh, don't get too much sunshine there, kiddo. And we, we will see. <laughs> we're going to see. We'll see you in Philly. You got it. Take care, guys. Take care. All right. All clear. Thank you. All right, Joe. Thank All you right. much, brother. Thank, Thank you, guys. Joe. Good luck. Take care. Yeah, see you soon. That was good. He's a great guy. Nice. Awesome. Great guy. Yeah. Great guy. We'll do the same thing with John. He's coming on now. Hi, John. He's just still connecting his audio. Give, oh. him, give him a second. <clears throat> yep, he's on now. Hi, Johnny. How are you guys doing? John, hey, John, you know, you? Joe, Joe Drellick just said, told me that I look older than you. How can that possibly be? <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's kidding. He's kidding. <laughs> I think uh, you, you look great, Tom. 
<laughs> as long, John, as long as you and Ellen do, that's all I care about. Okay. Uh, Chrissy, okay. you tell us when we're ready to go. I will. I will. Can you do me a favor? Mm. Do you want to just pull your mic just a scotch away from your mouth for me? That all right? Perfect. Better? That's much better. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. And so, yeah, same again. So you can enter. So in your head picture, it's just you and JM on screen right now. So, okay, we're going to, however you want to do it. Yeah, um, you tell me when. bring in John and. All right. Whenever you're ready, love. Okay. Sorry, Jim. You know something? Trellick is a good guy. Good guy. You know, I got it. And boy, does he work hard at those shows. Works man. his butt I was off. getting tired watching him running around, directing traffic. And uh, there was a lot of traffic to direct last September. But these shows, both those shows are excellent. Great takes yeah. for the collector. And you know what's interesting? He actually said something nice about John Toddy. Where's John? <laughs> is John here? How are you? I'm, I'm here. Hello. <laughs> you know, Drellick was actually paying you compliments, if you can believe it. Now what? Well, come on, share, share. <laughs> no, he thinks, uh, he, uh, Joe thinks you're the consummate professional in this hobby. And you're, you're really odd, John. You're the kind of the go to guy. You, uh, how do I say this without uh, giving you a big head? Uh, <laughs> people really, really respect you right across the board, pretty much. So. Congratulations. Well, You've done a great job. What did, why'd you say we pretty much? We appreciate that. Thank you. Thank <laughs> oh, really? All right. Listen, right out of the gate, we've got a lot to talk about, but there's a big announcement uh, regarding, you know, obviously our viewers, listeners know that you are the go-to guy for PSA when it comes to authenticating bats and gloves and a few other things. Tell us about the Pinnacle program. Well, Pinnacle is, uh, it's an exciting new uh, grading level that uh, PSA, you know, that we've created. And what we're doing is really, we're going to recognize the elite pieces of game used memorabilia in the bat uh, area of the hobby. Um, years ago, when we started grading, we started with a GU10 top grade which specified that you needed written documentation, first party provenance to achieve that grade. But as we got into the grading, uh, you know, uh, program, as time went on, we realized that there were so many bats that stand on their own merit. Okay, as perfect uh, game used examples of, uh, of the players due to the amount of use the condition of the bat and the visible player characteristics. You didn't need documentation to have a 10. So we dropped that requirement at that point in time. So what we've done now advance 15 to 18 years later, and we're looking at now we're putting that stipulation, if you will, back onto the uh, pinnacle level. So the pinnacle bat, and if you have a minute, Sure, I just of course. Happen to have one. I'm sure you do. <laughs> this is a professional right here. <laughs> now you can see what I'm talking about. This is a Willie Mays gamer, which is perfect in every respect. Mays put a heavy pine tar application on the bats in the mm -hmm. late 60s, early 70s. It's got his number on the knob in his own hand. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Look and at it's that. got huh? 
tremendous use. Okay, so this would be a bat that uh, if it came into my office, that's going to be a PSA 10 all day long. So, and John, can we, measure, this, can, we, can we measure the pine tar on that? Because that might be illegal. Remember the George <laughs> Brett thing? That was. <laughs> well, that's definitely. Yeah, that's definitely higher than uh, than what is uh, allowed. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a tremendous. This is what all collectors look for. Absolutely. Yeah. man. That is a bat. keeper. Do you know that's, what? You know what's yeah. amazing about that, John and Zap, is like and as a baseball fan. Like you're holding a bat that like the Willie Mays used. I know it sounds simple, but isn't that like the essence of it? It's like, man, you can have a piece of like some that that guy used in a game and he put that pine tar His on DNA it. is on the yeah, back. Like, right. Well, I mean, it's just amazing, you know? As we're talking now, okay, and you're saying this is a bat that he used in a game. His DNA is on this. Now we go to the pinnacle level. This is GU10. Okay. And... Okay. Now we take this bat to the pinnacle level with a photo match. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Wow. Here's Maze at the plate with the bat. Wow. Wow. Look okay. at that, huh? June 22nd and 23rd. And here's another shot of Maze with the bat. Unbelievable. Okay. So this is what elevates this bat from a GU-10 level to the elite level. So, John, off the top of your head, which I know you know, to the penny, what is the value of that bat, may I ask, if you had to put a price on it? Well, put it this way. I, I'm, I know the owner. He's a good friend of mine. And I can tell you that he has turned down... More than six figures for the bat. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. Wow. So I, yeah. I, you know, this is, this is one of those scenarios. And now when you, now when you add the pinnacle level to this piece, you know, we're probably, I, I would venture to say we could be, you know, in, in the mid, you know, 150 to maybe $200,000. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So it Incredible seems to stuff. me, John, that, that when, just by this, you know, whether it's the pinnacle program or whether it's just how you value bats anyway, the closer you can link the bat personally to the player adds into the value and maybe the, uh, the desire for it from collectors. Yes. That's correct. That's correct. Okay. And, uh, and that's what everybody wants. The, you know, the, the more provenance, the more use characteristics, uh, the more documentation that these bats have is really what separates the, you know, the elite, the upper crust. And believe me, don't detract. The, the pinnacle level is not meant to detract at all from the GU-10, okay? Because the GU-10s are what we consider, what collectors consider to be perfect examples Amazing. of a game-used player bat. We are chatting with John Tarby, JT Sports. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, we've got a whole bunch of bat questions for you, John. A whole bunch of bat questions. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Since 1996, Brian Drent and the staff at Denver's Mile High Card Company have led the charge in the collectibles hobby. Mile High is a full-service dealer specializing in buying and selling cards and offers a competitive consignment program for all collectors. 
Whether it be their computerized want list service, appraisals, or auction services, Mile High has it all. If you've been searching for a company with a selection of high-grade vintage 1888 to 1970 baseball cards and memorabilia that shares your passion, aim high, Mile High. Go to milehighcardco.com or call 303-840-2784 for more information. For more than 30 years, Robert Edward Auctions has been the industry leader when it comes to helping you realize the most money for your baseball cards and sports memorabilia. In addition to their unparalleled reputation for honesty and integrity, they reach the largest number of bidders in the business and offer lower seller's fees, as well as generous cash advances up front on your valuable material. Contact them today at 908-226-9900. That's 908-226-9900 or at robertedwardauction.com. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auction and Collectibles Company. If you're looking to maximize your return on your sports cards and collectibles, look no further. We at Memory Lane Auction House offer you several options to achieve top dollar for your collectibles. Whether you're looking to auction or sell privately, we're the number one choice with over 17 years in the hobby. Nobody will work harder to achieve your goals. Just call us today at 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-5263. L-A-N-E, or visit us on the web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Go with the best. Go with Memory Lane. This is Brian Drent, president of Mile High Card Company. Is your sports card and memorabilia collection properly insured? For easily replaced personal property, homeowner's insurance is all most people need. But for prized possessions that you may have spent a lifetime collecting, it doesn't go nearly far enough. Collectibles Insurance Services has been insuring for over 50 years. They offer a full range of protection and a $0 deductible at an affordable rate with no appraisals required. I know because they insure my collection. If you have a minute, go to collectinsure.com and learn more about insuring your personal card or memorabilia collection. How would you like to own the bat that was used by your favorite player when he hit that towering home run or game-winning base hit? Now look no further than JT Sports, specializing in the sale and authentication of professional game-used bats. As the official authenticators of professional model game-used bats for PSA DNA, JT Sports will guarantee the authenticity of any bat purchased from them. JT Sports also buys and sells game-worn uniforms, gloves, and baseball equipment. The unique quality of the collectible is what JT Sports is all about. Give them a call at 609-487-8003 or check them out at GameUseBats.com. Okay, we are back. And our guest is John Tobby from JT Sports slash PSA. JM, do you have a question for John? I did. Um, So, John, when we talk about most sports memorabilia, the better condition it's in, whether it's a card or photo or something, the more it's worth, the more it's maybe sought after by collectors. So with bats, if it was used more, if it's more beat up, but you can still see the name or a signature if it's on it, does that make it more valuable? Is it just the opposite with the bat? Well, it's almost Or does that like matter it, at all? Well, it does matter, okay? And, you know, look, look at the title of the, uh, the collectible game used. Used is the key word. Correct. Okay. Yeah. And use by the player, identifiable use by the player is what really sets the value in the grade. Okay. Um, you know, it would almost be like, if, you know, and then in the card market, 
just the opposite. You know, you wouldn't be, you know, what would a, a car that's been in bicycle uh, spokes, right. you know, what's that going to be worth? It's going to be worth nothing. But uh, game use, that's what it's all about. The amount of use, the amount of pine tar. I, you know, when in our world, ugly is beautiful. <laughs> just a, just a follow up signed versus not signed. I mean, it's, it would be obvious to say that with the autograph on there from the player it might be worth more, but some collectors might prefer the purity of the game used bat as it was used in the game and not yep. with a signature on it. Can you talk about that aspect a little bit? Sure, that's correct. Uh, many collectors prefer the bats to be just the way they came off the field. They don't want a crack repaired. They don't want a signature on the bat just as it came off the field. Uh, and the opposite is true with uh, other collectors because the uh, many times when you take a game used bat to a player at a show, they make a big fuss over it. All right. They take it, they show it to the other signers there, you know, they get a big kick out of it. And when they sign it, it does really, in my mind, provide some sense of ownership to that piece by the name player. Yeah. Because there are circumstances when the players won't sign the bat. Because they, if they think that something nefarious happened or they remember the bat and it came out of the locker room, you know, I've been looking for that for 20 years. <laughs> so I, let, let me let me follow up with, with JM's question, Joe. So you get a 1922 yeah. gamer signed by Ty Cobb, okay? Sure. Signed okay. it in 1922. What about that bat signed by Cobb versus a Ty Cobb gamer that he signed 30 years later, but the, but it's still from 19, 1922 bat signed 30 years later when he was an old man. Is there a, is there a difference in the, in the value there? Well, that's, that's difficult, okay? Um, I would say yes, if it's a vintage signature and uh, you have, in other words, if the player has signed that bat and dated it, okay? Something to that effect that would have more value than a bat that was signed, say, 30, 35 years later. Because generally, too, you know, and we see it all the time, the player's signature changes over time. As they get older. As, as they, get, they older. get older. So right. you're going to have a vintage signature on a bat as opposed to something maybe 30, 40 years later, and it doesn't quite have the steadiness and, or the impact that uh, the signature once had. You know, one of the things we talk about with a lot of our guests is, for me, is accessibility and variety. And, you know, if you go to your site, uh, Game Use Bats, I mean, there's something for everyone there. I mean, obviously, you just held up a Willie Mays bat. That, that's a tremendous piece. But, you know, there's bats there from Jason Worth and, you know, players yeah. that maybe some, some fans just might like as players. And then you have, you know, you have the Barry Bonds and the A-Rods as a really cool pink mother's day a rod bat that i saw on the site uh, that was signed by him can you just talk yeah. about that you get i mean there, there's a level of worth and value and price for everyone on your site well that's what we try to do we try to have something that suits everybody that meets everybody's uh, collecting uh, needs um you know we don't i don't like to take anybody for granted you know i'm I, i'm formally in the hospitality business okay everybody's a customer all right. right. We have and, you know, the bats are the bats. And it's something that, you know, personally that I love. So, uh, you know, Jason Worth, he can have a killer bat. Too, you know, yeah. just as nice as Mays when it comes to uh, the player characteristics, the condition, et cetera. 
And, uh, you know, we've, we've, we've been successful at what we've done and uh, we've got a great customer base and, you know, we're going to continue to do that. Hey, John, if I own a bat that I want to get authenticated, do I have to go through PSA to get to you to authenticate it? Or can I go directly to you to get it authenticated through PSA? You can do it both ways. Uh, PSA uh, has a higher visibility at uh, trade shows and card shows than we do personally. And a lot of uh, times uh, you'll have people come in and do a submission at the PSA booth at a given show. They send the bat into us. Uh, and also anytime you go online and you pull up a PSA submission form for a game used bat, it will have our address here in Margate, New Jersey. And the vast majority of the material does come in uh, direct from the, uh, from the uh, collector. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you talk about, can you just talk about some of your favorite bats that you have there, John, some of the, like the wow ones for you or interesting ones or ones that maybe stand out to you. I know you've seen a lot of them, but are there standouts for you? Well, yeah, there's a neat bat in the office right now. Okay. And uh, it's, don't tell me Phil Plantier. <laughs> no, not quite. Not quite. Sibby Sisty. Sibby Sisty. Oh, Sibby Sisty. Phil Plant. Now, we've got, you know, it, it's a real, it's it's a cool bat. Uh, maybe I can uh, grab it here. No, it's it's uh, having a little crack attended. But what it is, it's, it's, and this is for bat collectors, okay? This is a Paul Wayner bat. Okay, ordered by Paul Weiner, who ordered an Al Simmons model. Wow. Okay. okay. So I've got a, and Simmons was known for ordering bats that were 38 inches in length. Wow. Okay. Okay. So here's a Paul Weiner who ordered one of these large Simmons bats. And he wasn't a big guy, was he? No. 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 So he is, and he cuts off the top of the bat, so it's a 36-inch bat. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, wait, the plot thickens. Wow. Okay? At some point in time, Leo DeRocher gets involved with the bat and uses it and returns it to Louisville Slugger. So it is side-written, Leo DeRocher. Okay, so you've got a Simmons model ordered by Wayner and used by Leo DeRocher. Unbelievable. That, that okay. is, that's cool. Very but, cool. And DeRocher bats are impossible. All right. So there's uh, there's two DeRocher bats that I'm aware of that are side written and they're both just like this. It's another player model side written by uh, DeRocher. Now, why are they so rare? Some players, that's just the way it is. The, the bats are, you would think that there would be more, but they are just not out there. Interesting. Um, let's talk about bat restoration because we've talked about this before and there, there are kind of two types of collectors, right? There are the collectors who do not right. want a bat touched. And then there are the other collectors that want the bat restored. What is the reasoning behind getting a bat restored? I mean, doesn't that diminish the value of the bat? You know, it, within our hobby, it does not. If, if anything, 
it increases the value to a point because we can award a higher grade uh, for a repair to a to a handle crack. Um, a complete restoration is a whole different story, okay? Because then, you know, you're you're really, you know, it may impact you know some of the use characteristics, and there are some people that insist on that. Okay, mm -hmm. we don't recommend that, but they insist uh, they uh, insist on it. But with the general repair to say a handle crack, so when you are, are showing the bat to you know a friend of yours. People like to pick bats up and swing them. Yeah. Okay. So it right. just gives it gives the handles more integrity, and uh, does not take away or impact the authenticity whatsoever. John, can you also talk about because a lot of people may not know this. I mean, Zap called you the the Batman, and you are the foremost authority, you know, in terms of uh, in terms of that. But you also look at and authenticate gloves. Can you just talk about that aspect of your business and maybe how that differs? In terms of the the material and the and the the thing itself, bat to glove. Well, the the hobby um, demanded really, you know, uh, that we that there that there was glove authentication. We started this uh, several years ago, and I partner with uh, Denny Askin, who is the noted glove expert. Okay. Denny used to work in an advisory capacity for Rawlings. Um, and it's just, he knows as much about uh, gloves as I know about bats. Um, and what we do is, you know, we accept them. They're very personal. A glove is very personal to the, uh, to the player. And believe it or not, it is a very, it's a difficult collect uh, piece to collect because many of the glove manufacturers, especially today with these newer gloves, you see these players and gloves are so sharp. You've got red leather, you've got oh, a blue yeah. web, you've got yeah. different color laces. Well, imagine at the beginning of the year when a rep walks into the locker room and has five or six different color patterns of the same model for the player to choose from, Yeah. okay? Inevitably, what happens is some of these other gloves find their way into the marketplace. So from the authentication aspect, we have to determine if the given glove is actually a game glove or a backup glove or a sample <laughs> right. that, was, you know, that was presented to the player. So that's what we do. Um, but, you know, I, we just got, uh, you know, a few gloves in Roberto Alomar, well-used uh, uh, you know, autographed and inscribed and dated. Uh, and we'll do our due diligence as we always do. We'll look up photography. Yep. Then we'll check with the manufacturer. We'll come up with a manufacturing date for, for the glove and, uh, you yep. know, provide a PSA letter of authenticity. You know, it's, it's really funny because, you know, we, we have, we have a lot of fun with Rico and Rico's really one thing he's adamant about, he will not pot with his gloves. He's, he's got a right. couple of gloves that are his babies. That's the way he looks at it. You know, he's got them, he's got them uh, in a display case um, in his. I think, I think gloves, as much as they treasure it, it's the bats, cool. I think gloves are yeah. more personal than, than the bats. Uh, totally. You know, I totally. think I really do. Yeah. Hey, we're, we're chatting no with, uh, we're chatting with uh, John no Toby. By the way, our giveaway this week, uh, this book called Sluggers, uh, The World of Baseball. It's a good book. Last week's winner didn't claim it. 
So we're going to give it away again, taking it out of the ugly Staten Island Joe Marino bag. We'll do that a little <laughs> later. Um, John, we got a few minutes left. Uh, is there a difference? Because there are so many bat companies out now, so many. In your opinion, is there really a difference between the qualities of bats from all of these various bat companies? And do you have a favorite? Oh, <laughs> got to be careful here, oh, pal. I've got... Hey, we asked the biting <laughs> questions. Being politically correct, all the manufacturers we go. produce a great product today. <laughs> okay. The finishing processes are, are great. Um, my favorite, you know, look, I'm a purist. What do you think my favorite is? I can't imagine. But I, uh, it's been it around be, for a few years. Been around for a few years. Has to be Louisville Slugger. I was right? going to okay? say, yeah. Um, and you know, one of the, but the the product today on the market is amazing. I remember when you know when I was playing. You know, I I played you know a little ball probably around the same time as you did when we went into a store to pick up a, a quality bat now. I think it was four or five bucks. I was to say five bucks. Yeah, right? exactly. Four or five bucks. Five bucks. Right. The material on the market today at the retail level is, uh, and I'm talking about a wooden bat now, not aluminum, is $150 for one of these, you know, a pro, a pro grade, you know, wood maple bat. Wow. Um, the finish also that a lot of these manufacturers have. It's incredible because you can see the ball scuff marks, but the stitch impressions that you see in the, you know, the older H&Bs, yeah. Rawlings bats uh, from the, you know, 70s, 80s, 90s. Deep stitch, imp stitch impressions in the wood. In these new yeah. bats, you don't see it. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Hey, they, yeah. It doesn't penetrate the wood. Hey, JM, a follow-up question uh, for, for John regarding bats. What about bats from obscure players? Um, I don't know, Fred Snodgrass, T206 player, or uh, I don't know, pick pick anyone. Is, is there a Fred Snodgrass bat out there, number one? And he wasn't a great player. He was an average player, but mm -hmm. he played 100 years ago. Is there value with those bats? Well, there anything vintage, yes, there's going to be value and it's going to be, you know, commensurate with the stature of the player. The player. Can okay. I can I come in here and just as a follow up to that, Zap? Yeah. Do you have people saying, and then maybe not Fred Snodgrass in particular, but do you ever have people contact you saying, hey, can you find me? Uh, fresh not grass bat, a Denny yeah, Doyle we, we bat. Do. Jerry Remy we, was my favorite player. Can you find me a you know a player that I really like? You know. Yep. Um, uh, keep this in mind though, when you're going back into the vintage era, that you know yep. the Snodgrass era, if you will. Um, names of players on the bat themselves doesn't start coming into play until the mid-teens. Turn of the 19, you know, 14, 1913, yep. in that era, oh. where you start seeing block letter bats. Right. And it doesn't really flourish until later on. So you still have blank barrel bats with no names on it. Case in point, uh, probably the most uh, documented Wagner bat, Hannes Wagner bat, 
is a blank barreled bat. You know, take away the documentation and the yeah. provenance behind it, and you would you would you know you would sell the bat in a flea market. Wow, you know right. something like that. I mean, I mean, sorry, you know, and you know something, JM. You go to flea markets, you see bat like bats like oh, that yeah. all the time. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. yeah. No doubt. So, I mean, they could have belonged to somebody uh, that you know played the game. That's that, right. that's a very good point, John. Yeah. Very good point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh what about a Josh Gibson bat? Are there many of those out there? I'm aware of one. Wow. Hmm. Uh yeah. And that's a uh that's a Spalding uh, model. That was side written and returned by the team owner. Um, my memory sir doesn't serve me right now because I am older than you, Tom. <laughs> I'm not okay. sure about that. <laughs> no, but I think it was Green, I think it was Greenleaf. And he was and see, that's also deceptive because it's a Spalding up on the barrel, it says Gibson. Okay, so his name is on there, only the last name. And the side written area has a name that doesn't relate to Gibson and until you do some research and you find out that he was the, gen the general manager of the ball club, okay, as well as the team owner. So when the players needed something, they came to him and he returned it to the manufacturer to have additional bats made. Wow. Hey, hey, JM, before we take a quick break, why don't you tell our good friends about the Philly show? I will do that, Zap. I will absolutely do that. I appreciate East Coast, that. <laughs> East Coast Sports Marketing and Hunt Auctions are pleased to present the Philadelphia Sports Collector Show, known as the Philly Show, from Friday, March 4th to Sunday, March 6th at the Valley Forge Casino Resort in King of Prussia, Pennsylvania, where I won $174. In oh, Jesus. I'm not going to hear the end Shop of this. Over Hold on. Stop. Stop. This is, a, this is an ad. We can't stop. Stop. John. <laughs> he, he went to the casino when you were there. He went to the casino, won $150. Bucks, $174. Didn't, didn't tell me. And Ellen and I took him out for dinner that night. Just want you to know that for the record. Really? Honest to God. Oh, Go ahead, John, poor. Listen, that's poor play. When you, poor play. When you bring on talent like me, you must feed them. Okay? <laughs> Go ahead. Continue. Shop, I digress. Shop over 200 of your favorite hobby dealer boots on over 55,000 square feet of sports collectibles. Heaven from the 1800s to present day. Major sports auction houses and third-party grading and authentication companies are on hand to assist your collecting needs. The Philly Show is family-friendly, and all kids 12 and under get in free. Autograph guests to include basketball legend Julius Dr. J. Irving, Philadelphia baseball legends like Mike Schmidt, Pete Rose, and Steve Carlton, Baseball Hall of Famer, The Wizard of Oz, Ozzie Smith, Philadelphia Eagles all-time leading rusher, LaShawn McCoy, as well as Super Bowl 52 fan favorite, Brandon Graham, and many, many more. For more information, go to phillyshow.com. Remember, since 1975, the Philly Show is where it all starts. All right, John, uh, what's your website address so folks can uh, get in touch with you? GameUseBats.com. GameUseBats.com. We love you. You know what you mean to us. You've been a big, big, big. Uh, uh, you've been a treasure for the for the collectibles world. Everybody loves you. You're the go-to guy. Keep up the great work. 
We'll try. We'll keep trying. I stay to the break. Don't hang up on us yet. We're going to take a quick break. We come back. We're going to chat with Ryan Green from PSA. He's got a new podcast along with our pal Steve Sloan. Hang in there. We will be right back. If you're a discerning collector interested in owning the most important pieces in the hobby, look no further than Leland's Auctions. The original sports auction and appraisal house, Leland's was established in 1985 by legendary pioneer founder Joshua Leland Evans. And today, President Mike Hefner carries on the tradition. From the Tom Brady card and memorabilia collection, to the famed Boston Garden Auction, to high-end card auctions from every major sport, Leland's has always maintained the highest standards. Go to Leland's.com and get your bid in. That's Leland's the hobby's leading sports auction house for four decades. It's often been said that championships are won on the practice field and world records come only to those willing to work harder than everybody else. Heritage Auctions is the world's largest collectibles auctioneer because we believe that becoming the best is only an invitation to the challenge of remaining the best. This requires the skills of the hobby's top experts capable of identifying and maximizing value for our consigners. It requires the most visited website in the industry, courting a global audience of collectors over a million and a half strong. It requires a dedicated press department that expands our global reach far beyond the entrenched hobby marketplace. It's hard work, but a simple premise. Present the finest collectibles to the largest population of potential buyers, and world records will come. We invite all listeners to put the unmatched power of Heritage Auctions to work for you. Auction evaluations are always free, and our commission-based fee structure ensures that our interests are always aligned, the highest possible price for your collectibles. There will always be new world records to chase, so let's chase them together. Visit our website at ha.com and request your no-obligation review today. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auction and Collectibles Company. If you're looking to maximize your return on your sports cards and collectibles, look no further. We at Memory Lane Auction House offer you several options to achieve top dollar for your collectibles. Whether you're looking to auction or sell privately, we're the number one choice with over 17 years in the hobby. Nobody will work harder to achieve your goals. Just call us today at 877 606 5263, that's 877-606-LANE, or visit us on the web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Go with the best, go with Memory Lane. Pristine Auction is a family-owned and operated online auction, specializing in autographed memorabilia, sports cards, coins, art, and collectibles. Since their founding in 2010, they've grown to two facilities in Phoenix, Arizona, totaling over 60,000 square feet. Jared Cavalli and an incredible staff of over 150 team members serve a very large customer base and enjoy every minute of it. By working with leading authentication companies, Pristine ensures all items are 100% authentic. In addition, third-party authenticators regularly travel to Pristine Auction to provide authentication services on-site. Pristine Auction strives to operate its business in a way that's honoring to God, their families, and their customers. With a strong focus on speed, quality and premier customer service, their mission is to be the leading online auction for every level of collector and fan. Pristine also works for Hope Sports and Identity Hoops International, traveling to Mexico to build houses for the less fortunate. 
Pristine Auction offers several online auction formats with thousands of auctions ending each day. For more information, go to pristineauction.com. That's Pristine Auction, the best in the business. Sarah found out camping. What was that? Wasn't her thing. So she eBay forward her tent to Tom who just had to get out of his house. But Tom needed road trip money, so he eBayed the Crock-Pot he never used to Steve, who wanted to turn the heat up on date night. But Steve needed counter space, so he sold his decanter it was a vase. to Sarah, who'd found a new outdoor hobby. Red. eBay, sell something and make room for something new. <laughs> I jumped the gun. I jumped the gun because there was a pause. See that? But I want to let you know, Zap, that eBay is the place to go for all of your memorabilia, sports or non-sports cards, autographs, and much more. Whether it's a gift for that special someone or you just want to add to your collection, eBay's huge marketplace should be your first stop. And if you sell, now's the time to flip those cards and get some extra cash. I shop on eBay all the time. That's eBay, connecting buyers and sellers globally. See, when you're not in studio, Zap. I know it's tough. You don't but see J- the Jam, I, I got to tell you. First of all, let's let's welcome Ryan. Ryan Green, senior manager for the social media and content for PSA. How are you, Ryan? Great. Thanks for having me. Hey, hey Ryan. How's Jam, I, I got to make a comment again about the the paneling, man. I'm not sure I like the retro paneling. Well, here's the thing. You don't live here, and I don't care about your opinion. So I don't like your goatee or your stupid tan, okay? Come on. <laughs> Came right into the wolf's den here. There we go. <laughs> uh, We're going to start running down things we don't like. You know, Ryan, he, he's upset. He's he's upset because there's a blizzard going on there, there right now. And right here in in uh, in southern Florida, the only thing I have to worry about are coconuts falling off the tree out my door <laughs> right. here. Also, a good problem. Turn, also, turn your hat the right way. What are you catching today? What, what What's <laughs> happening there? All right, Ryan. First of all, welcome. Uh, I I know you've you've uh, you've been on board. How long now have you been on board with PSA? About six months. So, six months. Uh, yeah, it feels like it's been longer. It, <laughs> hit, the, hit the ground hit the ground running, but it's uh, it's it's been really fun. I'm I'm a lifelong collector, so like uh, most days, this doesn't even feel like work. What, what so, do you collect uh, before we get into the the nitty gritty? What do you collect? Um, nowadays, mostly baseball and football, um, a little bit of modern, but a lot of, uh, you know, I grew up in the nineties, uh, some, you know, eighties, nineties stuff, uh, football. I I'm really into uh, late nineties, early two thousands. I'm currently collecting some early Tom Brady stuff, which is, is fun. very cool. Very cool. Um, so yeah, I got a lot of little projects going at, at, at all times. Well, listen, uh, we wanted you to come on. First of all, congratulations, you and Steve. Uh, you guys you. got a, a PSA. It's a, the name of the show. It's a podcast. What is the name of the show? Uh, the show is the PSA pod. Kept it nice and simple. And uh, it's on every week, a uh, half hour show every week. Um, yeah, roughly 30 to 35 ish minutes uh, early each week uh, rotates anywhere from releasing between Tuesdays and Wednesdays. depending Now, on is, so are you and Steve going to co-host it every week? Um, for the time being, yeah, that's going to be the plan where, you know, this is, this is just the start of this show for us. And, right. you know, we have big plans on the podcasting end here within the company, uh, as we build forward right now, it's an audio only, you know, show eventually we want to get into some streaming, um, options, uh, but yeah, right now we're get we're just kind of getting it off the ground. It's available on Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, every, pretty much everywhere. Um, but yeah, we're, uh, we're starting this thing from the ground up and it's been really fun here in the first month. You know, we, uh, when we, uh, switched studios, uh, from the radio station, we were at to the new studio, the studio 21, uh, 
uh, video cafe, uh, podcast cafe. It's a great, uh, you know, being on all these different platforms just has made such a difference. You know, yeah. I, you know, I can ask uh, Alexa to play to play the show, and it's kind of cool. You know, it's, yeah. it's it's been fun. It's been fun. So tell us about the show. Um, I know you guys have gone in a couple of different directions, but it's really geared for the collector. Tell, yes. tell us about it. It's geared for the collector and also the PSA customer. Um, you know, the, the thinking behind this show is really sort of aligned with the thinking behind a lot of the stuff we've implemented since I came on board and we've kind of undergone a little bit of an overhaul on the content strategy where education and transparency are really paramount. Um, for what we want to do. We want to be transparent with our customers while also educating customers who maybe are PSA customers, want to be PSA customers, um, just kind of on the process of submitting your cards and, and the PSA experience overall. So, you know, at the same time, we want to have some entertainment value in there too and talk about, you know, the current topics and how it relates within the hobby and kind of where PSA fits in within that. But you know, overall, it's 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 a little bit of everything, but it is, as you said, geared towards the collector. And you know, a couple of the unique things that we're able to bring to this show that you know you can really only find here. One is you know unique data um, coming straight from here at the PSA headquarters in Santa Ana, California, um, on what's being received, what's being shipped, etc. We share a lot of that on our social channels as is, but we kind of dive in deeper with it on the show. And also exclusive, you know, kind of conversations with not only PSA experts, but others within the hobby. And, you know, so far, just in the first few weeks, we've had PSA president Kevin Lenane on. We had Nat Turner on this week. Um, and it'll get even more granular than, that, granular than that. Our second episode, we had Gary Smith, who's our director of security here at PSA, which I had a couple of people reach out to me and say how valuable that conversation was because package tampering is a big thing right now. Sure. Um, we're having a lot of customers experiencing issues, getting packages safely to PSA. And he was able to come on and, and really give firsthand information and advice on how to best get your, your collectibles safely here to PSA. So that's kind of a, a little bit of what we want to continue to bring every week. Jan, I think first of all, it's a great idea. And I think it just continues to show how, uh, you guys, and in your job in particular, you're sort of that connection as social media, digital content manager, you're kind of that connection, the communication guy between what's going on at corporate and, and the fan and the collector. Mm -hmm. This is just another extension of that. One thing I want to, I want to harp on is what you mentioned is bring some entertainment value to it. The transparency, the communication, talking about the process of authentication is great. You guys are going to try to have some fun with this too, because in the end, people are doing this for fun. You know? Yeah. And, you know, there there's areas where we can, again, bring some kind of exclusive things that, um, you know, I think really add some life to the show. You know, we have a lot of customers at PSA who are active professional athletes who are also collectors, um, you know, bringing them in on the show to talk about themselves as a collector and, and making it really relatable from that aspect. Uh, you know, that's just kind of one example of some things we're going to, we're going to bring into the fold here as the show continues to evolve week over week. Now, uh, uh, Ryan, uh, are you able to uh, communicate with people that are listening? Do they, do they email you guys? Do they, uh, how do you communicate with people that are actually listening to answer questions or do yeah. you do that? How does that all work? Well, we do want to answer questions from, you know, listeners and customers uh, every week at the end of each show. Um, one thing we've asked people to do is to just simply start out by tweeting at us at PSA card, send us your questions for the podcast. 
each of the last two episodes, we've been able to address questions that have come in from listeners um, on very relevant topics too, to a lot of our customers. So we want to be having not just, you know, having this podcast speaking to our customers, but we want to have conversations with our customers. So things that are relevant to them, you know, we want to discuss. So Ryan, guys, how's the how's the chemistry with you and Steve? Because Zap and I have worked together in all forms of media for the last, you know, 15, 20 years, books, podcasts, radio shows, and we don't really get along. So <laughs> I was just um I was just wondering how that chemistry is with you and Steve. <laughs> It doesn't show on your guys' end. I, I I, hold on, <laughs> hold on, right? And then when you throw Rico in, it really oh, goes then, crazy. It's like a, forget it, right? It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a Walter Matthau, Jack Lemon thing, where I can tell there's really love there at the at the core of it all. But um, I no, like me, that you picked two dead guys. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> they made they made funny movies together. That was great. I, they were the, I, I swear that wasn't. <laughs> that's a compliment. You kidding me? We know. <laughs> but um, no. Uh, you know, Steve and I love doing this together. Um, I've been here, like I said, for about six months and I've worked with Steve on a daily basis so far. And, and it's been a fantastic experience. I love working with him. Um, and, you know, I've, I've obviously known of him, you know, just being in this hobby, you know, over the last several years and he's been great to work with. And we really enjoy doing the show together. Um, cause at the end of the day, this is what we want to do. It's fun. It's a blast. Yeah. yeah. This is, right. oh. you know, yeah. I mean, make sure by the way, that you really clearly make Sloan understand that Zap, Petroselli, and Maluri made him <laughs> what he is today in front of a camera. I'll make sure I mean, to remind true. him next. Yeah, we'll remind him on the show next week. We had uh, Steve has been on. I don't even know how many times we have a blast with him. You know why? Because he's he. You know, Steve really um, he understands what we're all about. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he can, he, he, he disseminates information, but we can, we can have some fun with them too. So that's, exactly. that's, what's great about Steve. Um, so how can people tune in? And by the way, uh, we really want to do, uh, we want to get you and Steve on, uh, have kind of like one big, a video pod, a video cast show, and have some Love fun to. with it. A free for all, and yeah, we're going to be at great. the. Uh, we'll be broadcasting uh, from the national, um, uh, up in the Burka stage, and actually, we're going to be launching our new book uh, at the PSA booth. So it's all good. It's all good. We'd love to. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, so how can people listen in? Yeah. Um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Just search the PSA Pod. Um, you'll also see us pumping episodes out on our social handles, um, promoting them at PSA card on Twitter, uh, on Instagram, and of course, PSA card on Facebook as well. So we make it very accessible to everyone each week. And we've been really pleasantly surprised with, um, how well it's performed so far. I'd say I've, listened to a couple, I've listened to a couple of shows, very, very, very informative and interesting. And, you know, you guys keep it light too, which is great. That's great. Yeah, it's yeah. At, at the end of the day, you know, that's the thing too. Steve and I are both like collectors at heart, and you know, this is a this this hobby is meant to be fun. And uh, you know, I, I think we really try to keep that front of mind every time we do the show so far, and I don't want that to change at all. Good for you. Hey, we wish you the best. Uh, love working with you guys. You yeah. guys have been great, and uh, thank you guys. Love them all. Love them all. Thank you very much. Hey, stick around. Uh, just stick around to the end of the show. Uh, I have to talk about our good friends, the CSA shows. CSA shows proud to present the Chantilly show being held on April 1st to 3rd, held at the Dulles Expo Center in Chantilly, Virginia. 
just minutes from the Dulles International Airport, celebrating over 25 years at the same location. There's going to be over 300 dealer tables exhibiting on over 100,000 square feet of space. With both vintage cars and memorabilia, as well as the modern day sports treasures, you won't have to look very far for that special card, bat, ball, or autograph. Some of the greatest players to ever grace the gridiron are scheduled to appear, including NFL Hall of Famers, JM, Chris Carter, yep. Jim Kelly, Barry Sanders, Emmett Smith, along with Super Bowl champ Tony Dorsett, and our Patriots running back Damian Harris, and many, many more. For more information, go to www.csashows.com. That's the Chantilly Show, where you can find all of your sports collectors' treasures. And then Lastly, our giveaway. This book is about 394 years old. Uh, I don't know how the hell we got it. I think PSA gave us this book. No, the last guy in there was Jimmy Fox. That's, That's right. It. Nothing so happened. This week's winner. This week's winner out of the Staten Island Joe Marino cheap Hall of Fame bag, dollar ninety nine. This week's winner is. And by the way, Scott Roberts won last week. Great, great kid. Oh, Thomas Lane, regular viewer and listener. Oh, yeah, sure. Thomas Lane's a good man. Thomas, you know the rules. You have one week, I repeat, one week to message us, email us, text us, call us, carry a pigeon. I don't care. We don't hear from you in a week. You're out. Fair enough? That works. All right. It's a hardcore show. You call, <laughs> you're done. <laughs> you know, I, by the way, by the way, before we end, I spoke to Petroselli today. He's been complaining about his hip. His hip is killing me. I called him up. He said, where are you? I'm on the golf course. Of course he is. <laughs> you know, he's playing, he he's playing in some kind of a Red Sox thing. He always, Brian, Rico is the king of free golf. The king of free golf. I respect yes. that. He's amazing. I respect that. Always <laughs> something for the for the Red Sox. With that being said, JM, have a great week. You too, buddy. Ryan, you, good Ryan. luck to you and Steve and to our viewers. We love you guys all. Thank you so much for the support and happy collecting. Thank you, guys. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.